Welcome to another episode of Share Your Light Ascension Talks. I'm Tim. And I'm Allie. And today we're joined by Kelly Bangeter. Hello. Welcome, Kelly. Thank you. Honored to be here. Awesome to have you. Yes, it is. Um, so you're familiar with the show, yeah? Like what we do? Mm-hmm. So um, we usually just start out. We just have people tell a little bit about themselves, uh, kind of like what it is you're currently doing, and then we'll jump into like how you got started on your whole, your journey. Okay. <laughs> um, well, currently what I'm doing is um, I do a mixture of channeling and mediumship. Um, it's kind of what you want me to tell you, right? Um, channeling and mediumship. So what channeling is, is um, it's connecting to, um, and I do, I do readings here, but I also do readings at other places as well. And um, so basically, I always like to tell everybody when they sit with me that um, this is you doing your own reading to a certain extent. That's what, how I start out and just tell them that I'm connecting with their higher selves, which is their all-knowing selves, their angels, their guides, um, ascended masters, which I call the great wise ones, and ancestors and loved ones that wish to come through, which is the mediumship part. And then I just channel the messages through. And so, then well, you're trained in other things too, as well, right? Mm-hmm. You do a I lot am. of different. Yeah, things. yeah. Um, I'm very passionate about um, different things, and so um, I went to school for holistic health. And so basically, I um, I did I graduated as a holistic health practitioner. So that encompasses hypnotherapy, life coaching, and uh, wellness coaching. Mm-hmm. So health. So. Yeah, so it's just been a journey of mine to kind of cultivate and um, get to know thyself. And so that was one of the reasons I went to school, too. Awesome. Yeah. That's great. So how did that all come together to what you're doing now? So first healing thyself, I definitely agree. That was my path, too, is first yeah. within myself and then yeah. starting to, like, branch out into, whoa, I've got to help other people with this. and. Things started just happening for me. Um, <laughs> for you, <laughs> exactly. Um, it started about 20 years ago, and um, I basically was going through a really hard time. I'm, to be honest, I'm one of these people that has to get hit. Um, you know, as far as just to not just get hit, but you know how you have to have like these different things to have these different awakenings, and that's kind of what's happened throughout these 20 years, but the first awakening that I had that like really made me fully conscious and start working on myself was I um, I was going through a very, very deep, deep hard time. And um, I'm not sure if it was a stroke that I had, but it was actually at work. And um, and I was just sitting there and all of a sudden I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't speak, I couldn't move my hands, I couldn't, um, I was just slurring, just blah, blah, you know, mm-hmm. slurring my words, but I could hear, I could focus, you know, in my mind as far as um, I could, you know, think clearly in my mind, but I couldn't, I couldn't do nothing. So um, I was that way and it scared the girls at work and I was that way for a little bit. And then eventually I roused myself and I came back around, but I didn't know if it was a stroke. Somebody told me that it was the signs of a stroke years later but I never went to the hospital to find out but I thought it could be like it could have been a mental breakdown or and so I just started that was my awakening I started um finding things that like just any kind of self-help um that I could get my hands on and I just studied and studied and studied and studied and I realized that um the only one that could help myself was me the only one that could make me happy was me so that's when I just started my journey of self-discovery, and I haven't stopped since. <laughs> um, you know, as far as self-love, um, self-discovery, but also wanting to assist others in really peeling back the layers um, to really get that essence of themselves, which I do on a daily basis for myself, um, and it's a dream of mine to help cultivate that for others too, to find their answers from within. That's beautiful. Aww. Sometimes those are the most uh, awakening moments is when it really impacts our life in such a way. 
changes the course of everything, huh? It definitely did. I became a completely different person. Like if you think of, or you look at me like 20 years ago to where I am now, I'm just like, this is weird. <laughs> <You> <laughs> yeah. So. Don't even recognize the person you are now? Uh, no, not at all. And I'm grateful for who I am. But I've had to go through a lot of different trials to, like I said, that wasn't my first awakening. But I've had to go through a lot of different trials to become who I am. And I'm still going to, I think that it's a daily practice that you're going to cultivate. I keep using that word, cultivate, until the day you die. I'm um, peeling back the layers to keep becoming that essence, that soul essence of who you are. So, oh, I love that. Yeah. It's never a done job, right? There's no. always something else to grow. And that's what we're here to do is to grow our soul. So all these experiences, we're always piling in experience yeah <laughs> one yeah, way or exactly. the other that's so yeah. cool so so what's your favorite um piece that you have shared with others like you offer a lot of different things and I know that there's a lot of ways that these you get to go and share with others which one are you the most passionate about I think all of them um I think for me I I love people so much and I love love and sometimes these people when they sit with me um, you know they'll start crying in regards to a reading that I do and you know they'll get touched by something that comes through because I don't take credit for the reading at all because that's them going through you know that's that's them and that's what I always like to tell everybody as you know that's one of the things that I'm always adamant about is a lot of times when people start their journey of self-discovery, they like to put that person up on a pedestal or that person that they go to without realizing that the essence of who they are is within and, and peeling back the layers and going within. And so when they themselves, you know, when I'm sitting there with them in a reading and they're listening to their higher selves by me channeling their higher selves or a loved one's comes through, which I love when they come through. Um, and then they are touched by something. That's, I think for me, that it helps to heal them. Like there's a, a certain healing component to it where they, they just like, and they'll cry. And sometimes they'll say, would you like a hug? And I just love to hug them. And I just send so much love to them. Um, because you really, you know, so that's just... I think it's the healing component that I like of sometimes they'll come in so stressed and you'll probably you probably get this you know and and then you see them like lifted up when they leave you know like this big heavy weight is like off of them and then they just leave and mm. it's just a beautiful feeling and I love when the loved ones come through especially when they're really adamant as far as like different things or they say something that's really funny or you say what they look like or you give them like it's just it's just a cool it's a cool feeling so yeah what a neat experience to be able to connect that yeah grateful it's, I totally get that yeah, yeah. When, when people like walking out and they've just like left like 10 pounds of junk behind right yeah. or all of the sorrow and the heaviness in the heart you can't even begin to measure just that freeness that they start to walk yeah. through with yeah especially like even with you what you do you're clearing out energy that is possibly like energy that I mean with energy medicine like people have certain traumas and even going and seeing the healer like with Reiki and everything that clears out the clears it out of their body and helps realign yeah it's quite beautiful I love how many people we've actually been able to help together, like yeah. coming to you and then coming to me or me yeah, and then going exactly. to you. Like, it's been really fun because yeah. so often they just need to have that little bit of peace of mind, I feel, and there can be so much mm, unanswered mm -hmm. that just a little bit of clarity. So having that channel to be open to receive and then having an opportunity for somebody to be the bridge, realizing that the family that it is, especially a lot of times it is loved ones, I find, that they carry the heaviest in their heart, like they're gone and lost forever. And when we can open those doors up to the concept that they're really actually closer and more readily available than they ever were in their human existence. <laughs> oh my gosh, It's yes. so cool when that like yes. pops open and they start to see that themselves. Mm -hmm. and so awesome. Oh, I'm so glad you're here. <laughs> I'm here too, thank you. Yep. <laughs> I was say, it looked like you had a thought on this one. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> 
No, I've I've been there. I've done that. Um, like doing readings for people. Uh, and you, like you said, like sometimes people want to put you up on a pedestal because you're giving them that information, but it's really not you giving them the information though. It's the spirit or their guides or whoever. And we're just kind of uh, in between or the medium, if you will. Yeah, um, exactly. I've had people here I've kind of given information to and they're like, thank you. And I'm like, oh, don't thank me. I'm just telling you what I'm hearing. Yeah. Um, it's, I'm like, thank your guide or whoever this person is. Cause I don't always see them or know what they look like. I just, I just get the thoughts and I share them and yeah, it's, we're just kind of the, the interpreter, I guess, if you will. Yeah. And so. I honor that, you know, like, yeah, the interpreter. Definitely. So, yeah, I totally understand. Like I've helped people connect with loved ones doing the paranormal and stuff like that. So, um, it's, it's no, I, I love that feeling. Just, uh, the people, when they get all excited, like, you know, I've missed this person. There was one lady I can remember in particular where her uncle was at her house. And, um, you know, he had passed on, obviously. And uh, my friend Caden was actually able to talk to the uncle and, and give this lady information. And um, you could just feel that, like, being an emotional empath, the the joy and happiness and all that was, like, very overwhelming. Um <laughs> I've, I've kind of confused clients or scared clients a little bit when I just, you know, me being a you know, six foot five man, uh, they just burst out in tears in the middle of someone's house. They're like, <laughs> is everything okay? Is he okay? And everyone's like, oh yeah, he does this all the time. Like, <laughs> no, I, I, that's what I go with. I'm really, I'm just a big baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the, the energy that comes from connecting people to their loved ones is just, it's overwhelming oh, sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And you like, it's almost, it's so weird. Sometimes you can like even go into a reading and, um, and then once you connect and you get that, it's almost like you get, like you get uplifted to yourself. Mm. Not only are you uplifting them, it's like there's, I mean, it just makes you feel so good when you're able to assist and be that conduit um, and be of service. Yeah, but I'm a big baby too. Sometimes I get all teary and- It happens. <laughs> Sometimes it just, yeah. I mean, the positive emotions are very contagious. Yeah. So keep that stuff in check. Um. <laughs> well, that is true. Like sometimes, well, honestly, like I think in some ways, like when you're talking about keep that stuff in check, like yeah, I, that's also keeping the ego in check for myself. Like the all, for me, humble humbleness is key all the time. Yeah, it can be hard sometimes too. Huh? It can be hard sometimes because people, you know, like I said, they push that on you. They're like. Oh, thank you. You did the, all this great stuff. And it's hard sometimes to just be like, no, it was them, your guides. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just emptied myself out, you know, and allow it to come through. But yeah, humbleness is key for me. That's my big word, humble. So I'm curious. Um, so you mentioned some of your train skills as far as that goes, but channeling isn't necessarily something that you just pick up a book and oh. <laughs> figure out so how did um, the channeling piece open up for you when yeah. did you realize that you were a medium as far as that goes and I didn't I didn't know that like um like I didn't know that like it was weird because if people would say that you're going to be the, doing this you know 20 years from now I'd be like oh, yeah right I don't have those skills you know um there was a use, I, I think the name was Awakening Hearts. Do you guys oh, remember sure that does. place? No, maybe it's Expanding Hearts. Okay. But Awakening Hearts was okay. also a big instrument um, for me, too. There's all these little places that I went to, like, to expand myself. Um, but uh, Expanding Heart, actually, I think it was called that. It was in um, Park City at the time. Mm. Did you guys ever go to that? No. You guys know? Oh, my gosh, it was this cool place on Main Street and I loved it and um, so um, I went in there to get a reading um, at the time I was married so I was there with my my husband at the time and we went in there and got a reading and so um, the lady suggested my first deck of cards which was during virtue so I started utilizing those um, I started going to, did you guys ever hear about this place? It was, um, it's a, it's still going strong. I love it. It's um, Tatwick Tides. Um, and that was a group that um, is still meeting to this day. Grandmother Judy started it with her, if I remember uh, 
her sister and then Suzanne Thatcher, which was her daughter. And so I did like training, like they were just so sweet. And um, there's, I did like training there. Um, just kind of like faded training a little bit with them and um, just started kind of delving with the cards and stuff. And then um, took classes here and there, but mostly just started doing cards. And then um, people would say, well, why don't you do this? And so I started reading cards and doing different cards, uh, different Oracle cards with everybody. And then I had this beautiful opportunity um, by Betty at uh, Dancing Cranes. Mm -hmm. Um, she did the, um, can I think of the name? She had these fairs, soul the fairs, fairs on Saturdays. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that was about, gosh, I don't remember. It was six to eight years ago. Um, she gave me the opportunity to read at one of those fairs. And it was really weird because like I got, I was really nervous. I was very shy. Um, and I was like, oh my gosh. And, but as soon as I started reading, it was weird. It was like, all of a sudden I was like channeling and and it was the weirdest thing and um in, in some ways it kind of scared me because as I was going on because I couldn't remember what I was saying when I was doing these channelings um but I still kind of was utilizing cards for a number of years but um but then um what happened was do you, when Jereen Virtue changed mm -hmm. her changed her religious beliefs. Um, she didn't really want people using, utilizing those cards anymore. And for me, I wanted to honor that. I had a lot of her deck of cards, um, her angel cards, and I had so many Oracle decks, but most importantly hers, and that's what I used a lot when I had the readings with people that I met with. And, um, and so what I did, I went into the mountains with a dear friend of mine, and we buried all of my cards to honor Doreen Virtue and her own um, beliefs. And um, and I was like, well, now what am I going to do? Because <laughs> um, what am I going to do with the readings? And because at the time, because I um, I read at another place too, which is Crohn's Hollow. And um, so I've been reading there for a while too. And I was like, well, now what am I going to do? I'm like, well, I'll just channel. So, you know, I know I can do it. And started doing it so everything's kind of organically manifested it's the weirdest thing like I've been asked to be a part of soul works you know for a while there and that I'm so grateful for, to Betty I'm grateful for everybody that um for Robin and you guys allowing me to read here for Crohn's Hollow for Michael um Ingleby mm -hmm. um for helping me to he was my mentor um oh. He's awesome. Oh, he's amazing. He helped us a lot here when we first got open. Too. Yeah, we yeah. So he's the one that kind of got me into Crohn's Hollow and um, and just different reading at um, his place for a little bit. But um, yeah, and him mentoring me, he's he taught me a lot as well. So that's kind of that's kind of how I started, and um, I love it. I love to assist people, and I just it's just a passion of mine that has not gone away, you know? Mm -hmm. I love it. So. Such a natural evolution um, to, to move through that, like you said, very organically. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just, it's flowed. It's been the weirdest thing, <laughs> you know? It's just flowed, so. So how, I, I'm, I'm curious, how, trust is a hard part of usually trusting that flow when especially life changes. So you mentioned oh, yeah. being married not being married now you had multiple awakenings and all of this to be where you are now how did you navigate those moments and really allow that to unfold because it was also different it sounds like from where you were 20 years ago what did that path look like um I would love to be able to say it's been smooth you know <laughs> um, we wouldn't be learning if yeah it was smooth. exactly um <laughs> I would love to be able to say it's been smooth, but it actually hasn't. Um, you know, a single mother, two beautiful boys. Um, that, with my boys, I just, oh, I love them so much. They are just my, yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, they're everything to me. But, um, but yeah, I, I think it's been my faith that's helped me to maneuver through, um, especially after my divorce. Yes. Um, I, for myself, like I 
one of my paths, one of the reasons that I started this path was um, I, I suffer with depression. And so, um, so I've had to, I work a lot on myself as far as like, that's why I went to school for eating, like, because when you start to really delve into your sense of self to, um, to get this healthy mindset, to um, learn to love yourself, you have to do a lot of, there's a lot of different keys <laughs> yes, yes, to yes. that. And so, um, and so for myself, I don't, um, how did I maneuver through it? <laughs> Oh my gosh, change of thought. Poop. Usually one step at a time, yeah. but that definitely can be a bumpy. And so often we want to stop and be like, oh my gosh, that's new. That's hard. That's no. And it would be easier just to stay complacent in where we are, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I've had to really work hard to um, get myself up and out of it. Um, so when I've had these pitfalls, um, I've, you know, it's, I do a lot of studying. I do a lot of um, introspection. Um watch what I eat, you know, as far as the sugars, you know, sugar can cause depression. And so, um, where you, you know, balancing your pH level when you're, and so I think like eventually I've been my own, um, my own, I don't know, like investigator to assist others, um, in the future. That's kind of what I'm hoping for. Um, so it, it's like, it's been interesting because each time I'll go into like, um, kind of like a dark night of the soul, I learned something new about myself. And just recently, um, nine months ago, I went through a pretty dark one. I mean, it, it was one of the scariest ones I've ever gone through. Um, a breakup, I had, um, I didn't realize that I had trauma in my life. Like, um, so I was diagnosed with complex trauma. Um, and that kind of surfaces when you don't, you least expect it. And so what they say is it'll come to the surface <laughs> when it's ready to come to the surface and to deal with. So not only have I realized that um, eating plays a factor, meditation plays a factor, yoga plays a factor, um, all kinds of things play a factor. Um, so it's been a dance, like ecstatic dance has helped me. Um, but also um, realizing that trauma in our bodies, stays in our bodies, unless we learn how to release it. And so um, reading books like The Body Keeps a Score, um, uh, recognizing that your brain changes, you know, with um, with trauma. So um, your body holds on to trauma. So like I said, you find all of these different tools and stuff. And so it's been a lot of different tools. Um, plus I have the, mo the most amazing best friends that have helped me tremendously, the strength of my boys, um, my family, those have gotten me through, and my faith. Mm. Yeah. Is that a roundabout ray? <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, it is all inclusive, right? Yeah. And, um, but like, it's been interesting because I really, through all of this, it keeps me humble. And through all of this, I, I understand people more and more um, because of the experiences that I've gone through. Yeah, that's valuable information to have. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, I don't know if you guys have found this, but the more that you study and the more that you do, you find that people come to you and you're like, oh my gosh, I just recently experienced this. And then you're writing down a book or you're you know, referring them to, to you or, you know, stuff like that. It's like, it's just that synchronistic, okay, this is the reason that I learned this. This is the reason I'm going through this because I'm going to assist this person in the future. Yeah. You don't realize that at the time when you're going through it. But Yeah, and then you see the other side. It's like, all right, touche universe, good one. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was supposed to have that nugget because that's helping you right exactly. now. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but... um. This last one, I had a lot of family members, a lot of like my best friends um, got me through it, and uh, but also faith, yeah, and my and my boys. <laughs> that definitely helps. <laughs> How old are your boys? I'm twenty and twenty-four. Oh, two boys, Connor and Gabriel. So yeah. awesome. Oh. So, and I have two amazing nieces that are like my daughters. Yeah. Awesome. So, it's good to have family. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, 
But I think it's important to uh, recognize the fact that, you know, doing what you do, the channeling, the readings, and helping people, um, when you're down yourself, I think it's important to, like, it's it's so easy for people to be like, no, 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 I got this. But for you, like, you actually accepted the help from your support system. And most people... You can't do it alone, right? Sorry, a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people won't do that. They they'll just be like, no, 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 I got this, and they don't want, they don't want to feel like they're a burden on their friends and family. And I think we need to take that, that, the, again back to the ego thing. We need to take that ego out and be like, no, I do need help, um, and, and let people help us. Yes, that's that's what I got from that. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I love that. It's true, and also it's like. If we are on the spiritual path, you have to have the balance between the masculine and the feminine. And if you're not willing to to create that healthy balance, that like you can deplete yourself so much. But like you also have to learn to receive. And through these challenges, like you're correct <laughs> exactly through these challenges, you have to you have to learn to receive. I think yeah. it brings back to that that age old it takes a village right exactly because it was supposed to take a village and somehow we've been conditioned into this i mentality and do it ourselves, which has been a huge disservice i think something else because um, it's like that saying that we have now it's like if you want something done right you have to do it yourself and that's not true um <laughs> no because no. there's only so much one individual can do it's when you work together that you're actually able to achieve bigger and better things yeah and if everybody's doing what their passion is and there's somebody who's passionate about each component and together then they can be focusing on what brings them joy and you focus on what brings you joy and together everybody else can play their part and we achieve the accomplished goal that we're setting out to do yes. but not one person has enough time energy strength or knowledge oh. to be able to accomplish that completely individually Especially nowadays, you know, I don't know about YouTube, but the common themes that are coming up is we're needing community now. Mm -hmm. We're needing, needing like-minded souls, but, but also to change the world. Um, it's like right now we're all getting, like we're all being prepped. I mean, at least this is how I feel um, in the readings that I do. When you're talking about, <laughs> I guess I'm, I'm probably like steering it clear here, but... Um, when we're talking about changing the world as a whole, mm -hmm. you know, when you're, when, if you're just one person, it does take that village. And each person has individual abilities and individual themes that they're meant to do in their lives. And um, what I'm getting in a lot of the readings is like-minded souls coming together for a common purpose. And so what that means is like social activism and whatever they're passionate about um, so if this person's passionate about global warming, you know, and that's their life, then all these group people are coming together for that. You know, I'm passionate about being the light and love and, um, and helping assist others in really peeling back the layers of healing and loving thyself. And, you know, I'm very passionate about mental health because of my own things. So like, you know, I want to work around more the trauma base, the mental health perspective, the helping people with healing. And, um, and you know, and so it's like everybody has the common goal or a common theme that they're meant to do. And when we do that, we light up the world, which therefore um, we become the lights and the beacons, which therefore Mother Earth needs us so bad right now, you know, to heal. And so we need to step into that purpose and also that's why we're being asked to peel back the layers of who we are to become that soul essence so we can be the lights. Mm, I love that. Yeah. So true. And I love something else that you just hit on there. Um, all the soul groups coming together. Yes. Have People you been finding each that? other. <laughs> yeah. Tons. Yeah. Isn't it exciting? It came into my awareness when I just said that about bringing in your family because yeah. not everybody has family. And can get really stuck in that feeling of isolation because they don't have physical family. But it's not always the physical family and the bloodlines that we're born into as much as it can also be those soul groups that we incarnated with that become those best friends in this life, those mentors, those people that we meet along our path that are all a part of that purpose and come together. So it's sometimes the family we choose 
in this life. Yes. Not necessarily the family we're born in with, but it can look in both of these different facets or be a mix of that combination too. Yeah. And one thing that I'm grateful for here at Synchronicities is I feel like I found a really good soul family as well. So I'm grateful for that. Um, I love coming here and yeah. You add a lot of light to here. I'm glad you're here too. Oh, I'm glad to be here too and thank you. Yes. Oh. <laughs> So I'm curious, are you noticing any other trends amongst the group? Because there's been so much changing so fast and I see trends kind of come through in waves. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's one thing I do love about it, you know, doing the readings and like what you're doing and, you know, and, um, and I am so fascinated with what you do. I'm like, I want to go with you sometime to go to these different places as far as you're speaking with spirits as well. Um, but you, you do that here. Yeah, I do. But I still, like, <laughs> but you're going pain. into the homes. Yeah. Um, Not so much anymore. I used to, but, um, yeah, it's it's kind of a different experience, like, going into someone's home as opposed to them coming to you. Because sometimes, um, here you'll have, like, an individual or maybe a, a couple people that will come to you looking for help. Sometimes in a home you'll have, like, one of the rules we had is like everyone in the home has to be on board with what we're, we're going to go in and do. If you have one person that doesn't want it, it won't work. Oh, wow. Like, so, like, so if we go in, as far as like clearing a house, like helping spirits move on to where they need to be, or if it's something like more of like a negative inhuman spirit, um, those can be a little tricky, especially if one person is kind of wanting that energy there we've we've had it so many times where we've removed a spirit from the home and right after we leave that that one family member is like come back come oh. back um oh. so it gets it gets a little difficult sometimes um whereas with with uh you people are coming to you wanting the help you know and um same with like energy work when people come in for that they're it's not going to work if they're not open to it. So if, if you come in and you know lay down on the massage table and you're just like, this isn't going to work, nothing's going to happen, then you're right. Uh, it's, it's your mindset that you have at the time. You have to be open and willing to receive the work that's being done or it will not work. Yeah, I, I, I agree um, <laughs> with that completely. Um, but that's also with my readings. If they're not they don't if they come in and they don't believe then they that automatically have kind of blocked the the flow from going through um for myself sometimes um or they come in so bad wanting a family member to come through you know and sometimes especially if somebody's passed it takes a while for that family member to transition as you probably know too as far as to transition and so sometimes you you're not able to reach that that one person mm. so but um, some of the some of the trends, I love that though. Thank you for sharing. Um, um, some of the trends I've noticed um, are, I remember when I was doing readings before, like um, I always like to attribute it to the Marvel movie, where at the end they're like stepping up, like lining up. Do you oh, remember okay. where they all line up and they're like protecting the weak behind them, or you know, or they're protecting the people behind yeah. them. And so I started kind of seeing that um, that common theme as far as, and that was about three years ago, four years ago, and like that's the thing that I'm I'm noticing is like like um, the the people that are in like we're all stepping into our rightful places like the the Marvel movie, mm-hmm. so that we can be the protectors of the ones that are just waking up. So some of the themes are um, people that. I mean, there's a lot of people going through these trials, as we all are, of course, mm-hmm. because yeah. of what's happened with the world. But more and more people are waking up to their true callings. More and more people are being forced to go within to their soul essence. To And another thing that I've noticed is identity, mm-hmm. like the sense of identity of what we used to say. This is, you know, this is what I do for work. I'm a mother. I'm this, I'm that, and this. But it's almost like God source, whatever you call it, is saying, no, this is not you. These are just um, concepts. These are just things that um, are like, that's not your identity. Mm-hmm. Your identity is within you, within me, which is that 
that essence of the soul. So it's more so we're being forced to um, remove all the barriers and all the layers so we can get to that true soul essence. Um, that's one thing I'm seeing. Um, so a lot of people, their traumas are coming up like mine did, um, where they're needing to really, you know, uh, work through that. Um, what else am I seeing? In order for us to be the change, which was my favorite, be the change that you wish to see in the world, we have to do the work to light up the world because I, and I don't know if this is correct, but one time I got in a channeling that beings of light unite. So people are uniting like, like beings of here, of this realm, of other realms, like we're all lighting up for a common cause and that's to heal mother earth. And one thing that I'm kind of keep getting is that we have to really come from that essence of love in order and do things differently in order for us to save earth. Mm, I don't yeah. know. Um, yeah. You see that as we're bringing in the light and helping to anchor the light. And then that's how we anchor. give it to her. And the more yeah. of us that are pulling in that light, the more we're able to help her and yeah. ourselves because it comes through us. And we do that work to lighten our load, essentially, yeah. to be able to hold more light, to be able to share more light. And it goes up and down as much as it goes side to side and affects those around us, too. Yeah. It's like this the reminder that we are spiritual beings having a human experience mm -hmm. and the human is not what defines us the human is the experience that we're having right now yeah but we're remembering that spiritual essence and all the really cool things that we really have the potential lying within us that we've forgotten about through a lot of cultural created selves um, really finding our authentic self-expression that's so cool to help people see and uncover isn't it? it it's really cool and i honor what you do um, very much so, um, too, because, um, because, like, I've been studying more and more and more about energy um, through my own self-healing and going, you know, uh, to get cleared out of, you know, different things. But, um, but yeah, energy, um, I'd love to get your guys' take on this. Like, energy is, like, everywhere, so... That's another thing is people are feeling the frequency and everything that is going on in the world because mm -hmm. of the energy. And like Gray Braden did this beautiful um, thing about like when 911 happened, how um, these scientists were studying the satellite that they monitored and the satellite spiked. And uh, they're like, gosh, you know, it's always like been at this level. And um, the satellite spiked and uh, they went back and found out that it was during 911. So our hearts are like the generator. So I believe, and I don't know what your guys' take is, is we sense and we feel what's going on in the world, even, you know, right now with the war in Ukraine and Russia, you know, yeah. it's, so that's why we have to, like that's, like you said, anchor in the light um, and come from love um, because fear, I also believe, um, causes things in the world um, in regards to even what's going on with Mother Earth and the climate change. Mm. I don't know. Wherever I, we put our attention is where we magnify, right? Yes. So we can put it into things that are maybe in the fear range or we can put it in the things that are in the love range. And the more that we can bring that light and love in, not that we're ignoring the other, but it's like, do we need to feed it energy or maybe turn on the news and enthrall ourselves for eight hours in something um, <laughs> or we can go oh my gosh and put the kindness and the compassion and the empathy and send the love to the scenario and really like place our attention consciously in a positive direction instead of perpetuating a system of fear which kind of keeps more fear and we we have enough things to be out there already right we don't need yeah. to perpetuate more fear <laughs> yeah we don't and um, yeah so have you noticed any yeah. things? Yeah, the energy definitely is collective. We're all part of that collective mm -hmm. consciousness in our own unique contributions to it. And a lot of people are feeling the energies, not necessarily knowing what's occurring, maybe even a little unsettled or having interesting ways of describing it, but knowing that it's a positive change. So there's some eagerness to it, but then very um, trepidous at the same time of not knowing how to proceed or <laughs> what to do or why am I really tired? I took a nap and I haven't taken a nap in years or oh my gosh, I've got so much energy I can't sleep, right? Because um, the energies are coming in and when we are 
collectively putting that out there, um, more people are able to feel it, but it's really cool to see those um, descriptions when people start to realize it and bringing it into their conscious and all the fun ways that it gets expressed. Um, just helping to make that normal for people and yeah. help them to embrace that and step into those moments. Um, but that's been really empowering just as that soul expression is happening and people are having these things coming up with them. I know this is gonna sound completely crazy and like you're in the right spot then, like bring it on, let's talk about this. <laughs> um, but and a, a big thing is people, a lot of transition has been happening. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we've always had it, right? But we definitely have had an abundance over the last few years. So there's so much um, I'm noticing of people trying to stop living because someone else has moved on mm -hmm. and really helping them to find their life and that connection with that soul essence to realize the bigger picture of things and just how fast that shifts people into a whole other trajectory Yeah, uh, with just that realization that they are really not that far away. Oh my gosh, it's it's truly amazing. I bet you see a lot of that too, because oh, yeah. people come to you actually wanting to communicate with past ones, where I usually get more of the grief of I'm carrying all this and I need to lose this, and then they show up in sessions with me and pass on messages <laughs> being a channel too. I love and that. Like, um, by any chance, did he call you this? You know, or something <laughs> comes up and they're like, oh my gosh. You are talking to him. And I'm like, well, he just volunteered stuff. So um, it's so cool to, to help people through that. Mm -hmm. And I'm finding more and more of that recently, but it's so empowering um, that it really seems like some people chose their role to get to that side after building these relationships to be able to help from that perspective, the yeah. people that they have connected with and touched the hearts with on this side previously. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm a firm believer in that when you're talking about even they've done their part, they've passed, and sometimes they they can do better on the other side in order to assist others. Yeah. They're not limited by the human experience exactly. or human filters any longer. Yeah. It's really cool. So. So, I'm, or, yeah. Well, I'm just... <laughs> Being passed on, there are other restrictions, obviously, that they have. One is they can't physically and verbally talk to you like they normally would. Um, it also depends on whether they have crossed over mm -hmm. or if they're still just earthbound spirits because those two type spirits have different sets of rules they can live by. Earthbound spirits that have not crossed over are usually the ones that are more active and interact with people because they don't have those same restrictions as crossed over spirits, from, in my experience. Uh, crossover spirits aren't allowed to really interfere. They're more observers, but they can also pass on messages or they can do stuff if the situation is dire enough. Um, but yeah, usually crossover spirits, like I said, from my experience, are just there to kind of just make sure you're okay, but they're not really allowed to like interfere. Yeah. So there's there's rules no matter where you go. So I definitely have a perspective with that for my practices too. Um, earthbound spirit, I kind of call in, in my Reiki world, second heaven energies, third heaven and above being those that have gone home, right? Um, but the big difference is once they've actually transitioned, gone home, checked in, when they do come back, they don't infringe on free will. They won't impose upon you. And I think that's exactly what you're nailing right there. Yeah, they they won't just come and like, they won't interfere. They won't redirect your life. They won't course correct you by those nudge, nudge, nudges. Um, <laughs> but they'll come through in more subtle ways, dropping breadcrumbs for you to pick. So that might be having a reminder or maybe smelling grandma's perfume all of a sudden or something that takes you back to a childhood memory. They'll work in these very passive ways to, to get through to you, but they will not directly interfere. But what's really cool though is we can actually engage with them. And if we actually ask for the assistance and if we're direct with that, then we are no longer infringing on free will. They actually have the opportunity to respond and to answer and support us in the way that we're asking for it, but they can't do it without our participation. So the more that we engage in those realms and ask for the guidance, ask for direction, ask for clarity, whatever it might end up being, and sometimes you might feel that they're there. So even just like, hey, grandma, is that you? And feel how that feels, right? Um, they can give us more information in that context yeah. um, than just kind of flying blind. See, but with like an earthbound spirit, one that hasn't crossed mm -hmm. over or gone on to the next spot, they don't have that restriction. 
they can infringe upon free will. They do, too. And they do. Um, so that's that's where it's kind of interesting. Like, I, someone I work with uh, in the paranormal, her grandmother uh, has not crossed over. Um, she's been with her ever since she was, like, five years old. Um, I guess her grandmother died in, like, the 20s. But um, she's she stayed with her and not crossed over because of that reason. Like, she was actually told, I believe, when she uh, first passed, I don't know, um, if it was just part of the plan or whatever. I'm assuming, obviously it was, but, um, yeah, the reason why she didn't cross over is because there's certain things that she would not be able to do and wouldn't be helping, be able to help in certain ways had she crossed over. Mm-hmm. So not crossing isn't necessarily a bad thing, but, um, when you die and see the light, probably go in it. <laughs> I like that. I really like it. I'm trying to remember that when you die and see the light, probably go in it. <laughs> that's true, though, because a lot of people do see it. And sometimes that's a, a cultural or a religious upbringing that says, I'm not worthy to go. Because usually we have that paradigm of heaven or hell, right? So if there's a unworthiness, there's spirits that will turn away from that because they've been conditioned to believe in the human sense that they're not worthy of going there so they know that they're not supposed to go there but they don't know where else to go and sometimes that is what creates them to stay and sometimes that's where we've been in some roles of helping spirits to get to the other side because it needed to have another bridge to connect them back to that part because they kind of avoided it the first time Um, and those second heaven spirits as i call them the earthbound spirits they'll have their own agenda So just like grandma has her own agenda where she wants to stay and help that way, sometimes they also just don't want to do the work because they have to do some soul work to be able to to evolve. And if they're content to just kind of sit around and mingle (laughs) and meander in this in-between world, then some of them are more content to be there too. But the vibration is always different. And those higher frequencies come from those that are not infringing on free will. There won't be ickiness around them. It's usually a very loving, tender memory, feeling like a warm hug of energy coming through. Where the other ones, right? We have probably all been creeped out walking through a cemetery at some point. Um, With some of those that are like, oh my gosh, there's a person there. I mean, I love it. But I know there's people who will avoid cemeteries because of the spirits that um, reside within there. Who's the one I was talking about the other day? Like sometimes you'll even go buy a house or buy something and you get the heebie-jeebies and you're like... Yeah, yeah, the energy in a mm-hmm. space, a mm-hmm. place, well, a it's, person. It's very common. Um, being that we are energetic beings, um, I think, in my opinion here, um, you know, they, there's something it's like, you know, communication is like 20% verbal and like 80% body language or whatever. The, and, you know, the, like... 45% of all statistics are made up on the spot. Um, <laughs> I don't know the actual percentage. 100% right now. I'm just um, uh, but I, I believe communication is more energetic than it is verbal mm-hmm. or uh, nonverbal yeah. communication. I think it's more energy. Um, you can, especially if you're really in tune, you can feel if someone is like angry or upset without mm-hmm. them like showing off any sort of emotions yeah. or without them saying anything. And it's, it's the same thing. When you walk past a house, you can tell, like, that energy's not good. Um, the analogy I always like to use is, like, say you have two rooms where you've got ten really angry people in one room and ten really happy people in another room. Um, you can walk in that room, and you're going to instantly feel that, that negativity or that positive energy as the second you walk in the room. And that's just the, the way everybody is is going to influence more, like, the way other people are. Um, it's... Doing research for my other show, there was I, I did I read something about like that where it's it's kind of like the average. So like say you had obviously three of us here. If I'm sitting here being all grumpy and angry, but you two are positive, I'm more likely to become positive myself as opposed to bringing you guys down. Yeah. Where it's the opposite is if two of us were like angry and upset, then we're most likely going to make that third person uh, feel that negative energy. Totally. So it totally makes sense, like walking past a house and and feeling that that energy. energy. Yeah. There's one in my neighborhood that I'm like, Ooh, and the for rent sign will be there, and I'll be like, I'll see it, and I'll be like, <laughs> don't rent. It's an eleven night empty house. Fill that up. I know. Send you in there because like for I'm rent, like, not haunted. 
You know, it's actually kind of crazy that you mentioned that. I actually had a client, um, he had been trying to sell his house, his condo up in the avenues, and it had been on the market for a whole month with like hardly any interest and only a couple showings. And one day he had a session with me and he reached out like two, three days later. He's like, hey, will you come to come clear my condo? It's not selling and there's something going on here. And like, no joke, seriously, I went up there, cleared that condo, did a clearing on it. He literally had offers, offers the next day accepted and was out of that place within a week. That's it was awesome. that fast because they were ready to like lock in, close, done. And it was just a matter of like that intuitive hit for him. He's like, maybe my place needs cleared. <laughs> and like the energy of that place was like definitely being a deterrent energetically to people not feeling warm and welcome to like move into there. Right. So his awareness to have that shifted the whole thing. So maybe that rental place will have some longer tenants. If, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> there. Clearing energy of space is definitely a, a real thing yeah. as much as it is clearing the energy within us. So with all of the experience and the, the life, the trials, the past, all the intersections that have happened, what would your best advice be to somebody on their journey? Do you have something that you felt really helped you that would be universal for others to be aware of or step into themselves? Yeah, I think um, when we were talking about, um, you know, there's been times like, I was just grasping at straws, and I was definitely putting people up on pedestals. But <laughs> but then you got to realize they pee and poop just like the rest of us. Right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and, you know, the different experiences that I've had, like even people that you're like, wow, look at this person. You find out that there's, you know, I've seen so many different things that have happened and had so many different things that have happened. Um. I would say to make sure to, if you can, follow your intuition. Um, you know, in regards to who you see, um, uh, get referrals from people. Like if you, if you're like you have a, a friend that that you know, like you really really trust, um, get referrals from them to go to an energy healer. Um, I think for me, it's like really learning to trust their own intuition of who they go to because there's been times that I have gone to certain people and had some not so good things happen mm -hmm. as far as they don't have the purest intentions as far as some uh, some people um and so what am I trying to say not everybody's for everybody <laughs> not everybody's for everybody follow your intuition um know that like I said they you know they're just like the rest of us maneuvering through life um so you know go to people that your readers or um uh healers that have that purest of intentions mm -hmm. um integrity um and because for me that's the best and also life experience you know um mm -hmm. because like I said I've had I've done all this healing, or like not all this healing. I'm also oh, I don't know all this healing because no, it's not that. It's I'll go through a period of healing, and I one time there was this. Um, I did an intensive like six months with a life coach that helped me to feel assist me and come into my own answers, um, and I felt really good. And then I went to this this person that um, that. Uh, it just kind of was thrown on me and I I should have listened to my intuition and what ended up happening was it was like I had I had these lights on me like like this and um where she put that on me and then she did the the toe like where they do the things with the oh, feet oh your foot's on and um and it was like she's sitting there saying oh life's not fair like I'm getting reprogrammed and like she even said that and like her own issues got in the way of the session and I found that that pure joy and that pure happiness is just kind of like you know oh, wow. and so I just think that you need to really be aware of who you go to who you see following your intuition and somebody that you know has the has their is doing their own work and there has yeah could you explain yeah what does that feel like to you like what when you know when you're approaching someone or feeling through someone what does that intuition feel like do you have a there's sensation? a heavy, there's 
I mean, for myself, and I, and maybe both of you guys can address that as well as how it feels for you because it's different for everybody, right? Mm -hmm. So for me, it's like um, when somebody's like, hey, you know, like, um, or I even... so and so. Yeah, <laughs> or somebody's like, hey, um, you know, can you... I had somebody that... Um, and that was the weirdest experience, and people might think this is weird, but like this person offered a Reiki session for me. This was years ago, and I hesitated. And I was like, I didn't really feel that good about it, but I was like, well, you know, I'll, I'll just go. And this guy's, or this person's like, hey, you know, I'll, I'll do it for free. But I felt like, and at the time, like I, you know, I, I really didn't have like a whole bunch of money. And so, but I always believe in that even energy exchange. So I made something for this person to, to, um, to gift, mm -hmm. to make sure. But it was weird because after I did the energy session, I was like in the shower and all of a sudden I saw this person on my back. Almost, it was the weirdest thing. I mean, I've never experienced that where all of a sudden it was like this parasite and the person's head was on the back. And I'm like, oh, what the heck? It was just, I was just simply taking a shower and all of a sudden I get this vision and I'm like, what, a, like, what is this? And it was, and so I just kind of cleared myself. But I mean, those are the things like, yeah. The hesitance, the, maybe the path, like you're not yeah. quite getting there. Like you can't find the car keys to go to your appointment. You can't, like little exactly. subtle things that can come yeah. in. Or that, whoa, something doesn't feel right about or this. You, trust you, it, right? Trust it. Or if you're going along and you're feeling really happy, keep going along and feeling really happy. You don't need to keep um, trying to fix yourself sometimes there's times that you don't really need to see that energy healer because you're doing pretty pretty yeah. good i got a prompting one time that says you're not broken there's nothing to be fixed you're wise and beautiful just as you are and i think we all and i'm guilty of this myself oh my gosh i need this person or i need to go to this person sometimes when i'm at like but really recognizing that we're beautiful as we are and mm -hmm. learning to trust the essence of our being because that's is what's gonna get us to that next step and also our guides are gonna get us to the next step in our higher self if we follow those promptings yes i love that the promptings they're everything mm -hmm. yep people can't see the head nod on audio <laughs> no <but laughs> there you go <laughs> touche the words are very powerful <laughs> No, I found in my experience, if, if you're working with someone that's very insistent on doing the work uh, and it feels like they're pressuring you, you don't do it. Um, it's not for you. If, if someone has to like coerce you or, or try to like convince you to get the work done, um, don't do it. It's not either the right person or the right time. Yeah, um, It has to be something that you feel good about, like you said. Um, I've, I've done it myself where someone just, they very insistent on doing uh, Reiki with me and I didn't want to make them feel bad so I did it and um, it was okay like it kind of worked but it was part of it was because like I said earlier I, my, I wasn't really open to it or receptive to it because I just something about it just didn't feel right yeah um, so you're not really doing yourself or the other person a favor by doing something just trying to be nice and not wanting to hurt their feelings it's okay to say no important to say no and that's something that we really need to start to say no to the things that do not align with us and it's okay to say no so get comfortable with saying no um, because it'll get us a long way um, and what I find is usually the people that in my journey that I found myself working with and still to this day it almost seems to be complete divine intervention of finding the person. Yes, Either I meet the yes. person and it's their energy and I'm just like, oh my gosh, what do you do? Like, I need to know more about you. Or um, my moment of finding Reiki was, uh, okay, universe, you're knocking me down. I'm in bed. I've got kids. I've got a life to do. What am I supposed to do? And I open up Facebook and here's a Reiki master. And I'm like, huh, okay, we'll go find that out, right? So like, those are kind of the fun ways that like the right alignments can show up. And there's a lot of ways that we push through or try to push through some of those that aren't in alignment. Um, but there's always an indicator. It's just, I think, really about honing in on those feels when that presents itself and honoring and navigating life based on what those in instinctive oh, pieces definitely. are. Because your guides will guide you. Yeah. You know, like uh, years ago, um, 
I wrote down pranic healing and ecstatic dance. Like it was like what I got from my guides and I knew eventually I would do it. And eventually ecstatic dance came my way and that helped heal so much. Um, So, and then also um, pranic healing just recently. Um, I've been looking for a pranic healer and all of a sudden I kept getting this prompting one day, go to Dave's Nutrition and go to Dave's. And I ran into this lady, Colleen, Oh, I do pranic healing, and that's been instrumental in my own healing. Beautiful. You know, so yeah, you got to listen to the that. So love it. So, how can people find you if they want to book a session after hearing all this awesomeness that you just shared? Um, I'm here on Sundays from 11 to 7 at Synchronicities, and um, Mondays from 11 to 3 so I'm not sure how they can book a session with me with the synchronicities we'll put um, your link in the in okay the cool and then also um, I'm putting I'm building a website it's officially not done but you can pull it up um, to read a little bit more about me um, it's under loveyourselfholisticwellness.com um, like I said, it's being fine-tuned, so don't judge, <laughs> you know, as far as... More coming. <laughs> more coming, yeah, as far as even um, redesigning the um, emblem or what do you... What logo? would you... Yeah, local. Um, so, yeah. Cool. Well, hey, it's a starting point, right? Having it is a, a starting point, starting my business, yeah. Awesome. Congratulations. So, yeah, it's an honor. Thank you as far as being here, and thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. It's been so nice chatting with you. Yeah. I always love your energy, but now I we get a chance to actually yeah, sit down and like talk <laughs> in more detail and like capture it for others to hear and let them feel your energy coming through in the audio. Yeah. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you for coming on. Thank you for everyone that's watching and listening. Uh, and remember, don't be afraid to share your light.